Hey everybody, welcome back to a very special episode of the Project Gen X podcast. It is just myself, Alan Smith, this evening. Um, we have been on hiatus here for, I don't know, a few weeks. I can't keep up with the days any longer. Uh, but we will be back in January sometime. I'm not sure exactly when yet, but it won't be too far in. Uh, but I wanted to do this mini-sode to talk about a few things that um, I have watched recently. Um, the first one I want to get into is A Christmas Story Christmas. Um, you know, A Christmas Story is such a good movie. You know, of course, was it TNT or TV? One of the, the Turner Networks plays it for 24 hours every year. I know this year one of them one of them's doing uh, A Christmas Story and the other one's doing Elf. Personally, I don't think there's any comparison between the two. But uh, A Christmas Story Christmas uh, was released this year. Uh, it's available on HBO Max, and I think they've released it on DVD or Blu-ray or whatever. Um, you know, we talked about this a little bit on one of one of our other episodes, and I can't remember which one, but there are a couple of sequels to... Um, uh, a Christmas Story. Uh, it's uh, Ali. Let's see. Ali Hoop Noodle. Excuse me. Let's see if I can pronounce. I can't pronounce it. Ali Hoop Noodles Haven of Bliss, which came out in 1988, and then there was My Summer Story, which was released in 1994, and. I know there was a Christmas story too that came out. It was a straight to DVD thing back in 2012. I don't think anybody actually acknowledges that. And it seems like there was another one that was also uh, that was put out at some point in there. Uh, Might have been between Ollie Hoop Noodle and and my summer story, but they all come from um, the Gene Shepherd book. Uh, I think it's called. Uh, is it God is good, but everyone else pays cash or something like that? I, I don't remember exactly. Um, but, um, you know, it, and it's all stories about, you know, about, you know, the Parker family. And um, it's really, I love A Christmas Story. It's one of those movies that um, it really did find its, even though it wasn't a really big movie when it was released, it has found its way into the um uh it it's found its way into the you know the 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 greater pop culture especially for for christmas and honestly i got to say it is one of the uh um one of the, I'm sorry, I'm looking up some stuff while I'm doing this. It is, it, it's one of those movies that I think we can all go back to. And yeah, I know, even as a parent, sometimes I'm like, eh, maybe not everything in here is not quite, you know, <laughs> is not quite kosher, for lack of a better term, for the kids. But it's still funny. Uh, it's still pretty wholesome, uh, all in all. Uh, but yeah, uh, A Christmas Story Christmas, now that I've rambled for a couple of minutes here. A Christmas Story Christmas I watched the other night. They bring back pretty much everybody... And it's odd because, you know, of, course, of course, they bring back Peter Billingsley as Ralphie, um, as well as uh, you know Scott Schwartz as Flick and R.D. Robb as Schwartz. And um, they even bring back Zach Ward as uh, Scott Farkas. And um, the, the one big standout here of, of people who didn't come back was the mom. 
which I don't know exactly why that didn't happen. I, I mean, I, I'll be honest. I, I know that, uh, that um, what's his name, that uh, Darren McGavin died a few years ago. Melinda Dillon is still alive, but she hasn't done anything since like 2007. So maybe she's just, you know, she's just, you know, retired and, and said she wanted to come back. But the whole thing, uh, I got to say, I, I have seen Ollie Hoop Noodles, Haven of Bliss, and My Summer Story. And even although neither one of those are quite up, quite as, as good as a Christmas story, they're still good like they're still enjoyable and I didn't quite find that with a Christmas story Christmas it um I don't know it's one of those things where you sit there and you're like oh yeah all the all the pieces are here you know they they move it it's set in 1973 so you know it's again it's a it's a period piece it takes place what 20 I think the first movie took place in the 1950 1951 somewhere around in there might have been in the very late 40s. I don't remember exactly, but it basically moves ahead 20-ish, 20, 20, 25 years, somewhere in there. And they bring back everything. Of course, they introduce Ralphie's wife and kids and, you know, the the, the new bullies and, you know, and and all that kind of stuff. And it just it's just not quite right. There's something that's just not there about it. I will say this. Last year, we did an episode about 8-Bit Christmas, which is also available on HBO Max with um, Neil Patrick Harris. And quite honestly, that's a better sequel to A Christmas Story than this is. (laughs) Obviously, it's a modern take on it all. You know, the dad telling his kids about, you know, Christmas that he had, you know, when he was was their age. And uh, I don't know. A Christmas Story Christmas is definitely worth a look. I just did not find it as good as even, you know, the worst of those other two, um, those other two um, sequels, which honestly the worst one of the two is Holly Hoop Noodle. So, uh, but yeah, uh, Christmas Story Christmas is available on HBO Max. Go and check it out there. The other thing I want to talk about that's Christmas related is, and I'm sure everyone's seen it by now, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. (laughs) You know... When the Guardians of the Galaxy was released in, what was it, 20, or 2013, 2014, whatever it was, I really, being someone who had read the Guardians of the Galaxy um, comic books, I was just like, there is no way. There is no way this is going to work. This is going to be the one that Disney, you know, or, or that Marvel screws up. Oh, no boy, was I wrong. And then the second one, still pretty good. This, man, this Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special is so good. It is. And it's one of those, it, it's kind of like if you watch the Man Thing uh, special that came on right around Halloween. It, it's like less than an hour. You know, it's one of those things that, uh, and they do a lot in that time. They do a lot, and they bring back everybody. Even um, uh, even Michael Rooker comes back as Yondu. Uh, granted, it's in a flashback, and it's animated, but he does do the voice for Yondu. And, I mean, they bring back Everybody, you know, Sean Gunn, you know, I, I apologize, I don't want to, to butcher her name, but Palm Clementif, um, as Mantis, who really is the star of this. I mean, she she is the star of this this uh, this special. Her and Drax, you know, Dave Batista, they are just so good. But I mean, Karen Gilliam, Chris Pratt, 
Bradley Cooper for you know as um, as um, um, a rocket raccoon. Oh, one of the things, Cosmo the dog is in this, and I love Cosmo the dog. <laughs> it's just so good. Uh, just a little bit that that uh, Cosmo is in this. Um, but yeah, it, it's kind of one of those things that you know, even yeah, and of course Vin Diesel is Groot, uh, and. <laughs> I, I don't, I'm not, I don't, I, I think the trailer spoiled this, but the whole thing is that it, it revolves around Kevin Bacon, and it just, it's so good, uh, plus the fact that the, uh, the old 97s are in this, um, and, you know, and it, it's really, really good with them playing the music and everything. I highly, I mean, highly suggest watching this movie, uh, or this special, um, it is so good, and, like the best specials it's funny and you know it also tugs at your heartstrings and uh, it's really setting up guardians of the galaxy 3 which i am probably of everything that's been announced so far like that's the one that i'm really looking forward to out of this this next you know phase of marvel stuff because quite honestly phase four was just it it, it did not hit me or was it Phase 4 or Phase 3? Whichever one. Anything except for the Spider-Man movies after Endgame have just not been good, in my opinion. Um, been just mediocre at best. And uh, But I'm really looking forward to Guardians 3 just to see, you know, all right, yeah, let's get back into this world and, and, and really get to it. So so that's my other, my other holiday thing. Really and truly, I knew I was going to, when we decided to take the hiatus, I knew I was going to do an episode because a movie that I have been waiting for since 2007 was finally released on DVD, and it's also available streaming on Showtime. And that is the movie 52577. So anyone who is listening to this uh, probably knows that the date, May 25th, 1977, was the initial release for Star Wars. This movie is based around a true story uh, of the filmmaker, uh, Pat Johnson. Uh, matter of fact, it's... It, he the What's his name? Uh, John Francis Daly. Uh, you probably remember him from Freaks and Geeks and Bones, and of course he's been a writer and director for multiple things since, and he was also in that movie Waiting from the early 2000s. He, uh, he plays Pat Johnson, and it really is his story of getting into filmmaking. And there's not a whole lot of star power. It's John Francis Daly and then Neil Flynn, who you probably know from Scrubs, played the janitor, are really the only two names in this that you'll probably recognize. But this is one of those... This is such an odd movie. I don't even know how to describe it. It is a coming-of-age story. It is a love story. It is a, you know, discovering discovering this thing that it's that it's that being on being on the very precipice of learning you know learning about something before anybody else and, and telling everybody this is going to be big you understand this is going to be so good and everybody else just kind of being like yeah 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 whatever and then Star Wars becomes this phenomenon and quite literally. That is what happened to Pat Johnson. I'm not going to spoil. I mean, you could probably go and read uh, Pat Johnson's you know bio or something. It'll tell you all this stuff. Um, but the way that they filmed this movie is really interesting. Like I said, 
this was filmed in like 2004, okay? And I think it was actually finished and ready to go in like 2007. And you can kind of see a little bit of, there's some aging, you know, in there. And it, it went through, man, this movie very much falls in the same category with Fanboys and um, Trick or Treat and All the Boys Love Mandy Lane, and God knows how many other movies where it's like, you see the trailer and you're like, oh, this looks like something really interesting to watch, and then it just never comes out. You know, this uh, you know, this past October, I finally got to see Trick or Treat in theaters 15 years after it was supposed to have been released <laughs> in theaters. Uh, and you know, Because it never had a theatrical release. It went straight to, to Blu-ray in 2009, but it was supposed to have been, it was supposed to have come out in 2007 and it, it just never did. It kind of just stayed in, in, you know, post-production limbo. Fanboys did get it. I actually did see Fanboys in theaters I guess in 2009 or something. And uh, it was really, I love that movie still. Anyways, uh, but not to get into all that, but but yeah, 52577, it, it, it's, a, it's a cool movie. It's got some interesting, interesting um, visuals because it actually has legit miniatures in it at one point, like telling part of, parts of the story. And so it's really interesting because uh, if you're not familiar with, with Pat Johnson, uh, the director, he... Um, God, he directed um, Spaced Invaders, and um, hold on, let me pull up his, Patrick Reed Johnson is his name, he directed hold on, Spaced Invaders, he worked on Dinosaurs, that old TV show, he did Baby's Day Out, he did Angus, which is a movie I love from the 90s, and then, you know, he did like the Genesis Code in 2010, we won't hold that against him, uh, but uh uh, and then he did five twenty five seventy seven, but he was a writer on Space Invaders and Dragon, like all the tra- Dragon Heart movies. And yeah, he he's one of those dudes, and he worked, um, he worked on Bill and Ted, or he did the miniatures on Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures. I mean, it's one of those things that he just he, he's kind of been a jack of all trades. Where that's how he got his start was working in in special effects, and he was friends with, and I wish I could pull the name right off the top of my head. Uh, friends with one of the, you know, one of the original Industrial Lights and Magic guys. And, you know, that's how he, you know, he, his story is so fantastical, you would think that it can't be true, but it is, you know, where his mom, when he was 17 years old, sent him to Hollywood, basically, like, you know, got in touch with, uh, with a guy that ran a, that ran, um, Oh, I can't remember off the top of my head. I wish I, <laughs> I wish I'd done more research on this. Anyways, a guy that that wrote uh, uh, or that that ran a magazine, you know, about the movies, and and basically sent him out there. And the guy took him over to, uh, and he met Steven Spielberg when he was and and watched, you know, while he was working on on uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, and, and they wound up in, you know, basically in the Industrial Lights and Magic, you know, and he saw a rough, like the first rough cut of Star Wars before anybody else did. It's just, it's such an amazing story of like, and there's no way it could happen, but by all accounts, it's true. Um, but yeah, 52577, I suggest watching it. It, I will say this, it's a little slow. It feels like, the editor needed another pass on this, but at the same time, I don't know what you would cut from it. It's kind of one of those, 
it's so outrageous. You know, it, it, it's one of those stories that like it, it feels like if you cut anything out of it, you would kind of anything could derail the story. It, it's kind of what it feels like, and so therefore, it's a little. I, I feel like it's a little overly long. I think it's like it's like two hours and twelve minutes long. And it doesn't feel like two hundred two hours and twelve minutes, but there are some there is some lag time in there. Uh, so if you if you you know have never heard of it, like I said, I've been following this movie since uh, around two thousand seven. I remember seeing uh, uh, Pat Reed Johnson on uh, Attack of the Show uh, and him talking, you know, telling the story about all this, and and then. Um, and, it just, it just never, it was never released. And it would like every once in a while you'd hear like, Hey, they're working on it. Oh, they've got a release. It was supposed to have been released again, I think in like 2012 or something. Well, 10 years later, here we are. Um, so yeah, I, I, I ordered the Blu-ray mainly because I wanted to, Hey, let order the Blu-ray, help them out. You know, uh, also it just, it's one of those movies that I just kind of felt like needed to be in my collection. Even if, you know, even if it didn't turn out to be as good as I was hoping it would, which, I enjoyed it, so it, it was. It, as Krusty the Clown would say, it's not just good; it's good enough. <laughs> but it actually is better than good enough. Uh, but yeah, five twenty-five seventy seventy-seven, um, and that is five dash twenty-five dash seventy-seven. Check it out. Um, like I said, it's available on Showtime. I think it's also available to rent on. Yeah, let me pull this up. It's available to rent on Amazon, Google Play, YouTube, Vudu. Apple TV, Direct TV, all that stuff. Looks like it's it's uh, streaming on Fubo. I think that's what it is. Showtime and Direct TV. So yeah, go check it out. It's, it's definitely worth your time, especially if you kind of like get a little bit of a, a glimpse into the world pre Star Wars. And um, yeah, so guys, everybody, I hope you were having a very happy holidays. I know as I'm recording this, Hanukkah started today, so, you know, happy Hanukkah to anyone who celebrates that. Of course, we have all the other holidays that are coming up after this, and it just, <laughs> uh, you know, Christmas and Kwanzaa and Boxing Day and, and um, um, you know, uh, my brain's not working, uh, Solstice, and um, I guess we probably have, um, <laughs> what's the one Larry David one? Oh, I can't believe I can't pull that. <laughs> Airing of grievances, you know, everything. So, <laughs> Festivus. There we go. Festivus for the rest of us. Uh, and then, of course, New Year's is coming up. Um, but, yeah, guys, thank you so much. Go check out all the stuff. Christmas Story Christmas is on HBO Max. Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special is on Disney+. Plus. And five twenty five seventy seven is available pretty much to rent anywhere digitally, but it's streaming on Showtime, whatever their streaming service is. And um, yeah, we will see you after the turn of the year. And uh, so yeah, we'll see you guys in twenty twenty three. And I hope you all have happy holidays. It's Christmas time in Hollis, Queens. Mom's cooking chicken in collard greens. Rice and stuffing macaroni and cheese. And Santa put gifts under Christmas trees. Decorate the house with lights at night. Snow's on the ground, snow white so bright. In the fireplace is the Yule log. Beneath the mistletoe as we drink eggnog. The rhymes that you hear are the rhymes of Daryl. Like each and every year we bust Christmas carols. Christmas carols.